The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got the sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny and Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date with everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Mitch Krumpetich, and today I'm joined by very special guest, the man who needs no introduction but gets a really long one anyway, friend of the show, uh, a real man's man, one might even say a best man's best man. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah, you get it. Anyway. So. Josh Cranwetter. Hello, Mitchell. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh, Charlie is still on the road, coming back from the motherland, South Dakota, the Southern D. So hopefully he has a safe trip back. He will be back next week. But until then, we're just going to kind of we're going to go off the rails a little bit today. You know, Charlie is kind of the one that keeps me in check. So when it's just Josh and I just riffing back and forth, you know, things get things get hot. Things get intense. Things get kind of wild. We're going to talk a little basketball. Maybe we'll get into some other stuff. You never know where it's going to go. You know what they say when mom's out, the mice will play. That's right. And right now we're just a couple of mice. <laughs> All right, today we are going to talk about some pretty important stuff, actually. Um, the training camp and I guess if you want to call it a revisit of the preseason schedule was released. Uh, teams that are in the bubble in Orlando will be scrimmaging against each other. So we have a schedule for that. We also have some news on players who are opting out of, of the bubble in Orlando. We have some news on what the other teams who are not in the bubble are going to be doing. And then we're just going to talk about this whole thing as we approach the, the culmination of this whole plan. Follow us on Twitter at sunny and PHX pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment and you will get a shout out on the show. All right. So let's just jump into it. We have the release of the schedule and I'm just going to go through the sun's games here. So it's going to take a few days, starting on Wednesday, July 22nd. The Suns do not play that day. They play on Thursday, July 23rd against the Utah Jazz. Then a couple days later, on Sunday, July 26th, the Suns play the Celtics. And then Tuesday, July 28th, the Suns also play the Raptors. So they intentionally made it so... These teams would play other teams who they're unlikely to face in the playoffs. So we've got a couple Eastern Conference teams and the Jazz. So this is probably a smart idea to get everyone kind of back into game shape, um, kind of practice a little bit, get just get back to how things were as much as possible. So uh, do you think the Suns can win any of those games, Josh? You know, I think anything's possible. <laughs> and 
you have a perfect shot right now, especially just because everyone's getting back. You know, you would like to hope every player has been training fully and is where they would be at this point if the season was starting. But, you know, you never know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, anything could happen. Uh, Last week on our episode, we weren't the most optimistic when we were kind of predicting wins and losses, but that's okay. Anything could happen. And yeah, as far as training goes, I mean, we know some of our guys are training. I'm sure you saw the Frank Kaminsky video on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we know he's working at least. And you know, in reality, I want all of our guys jumping in a hot tub with their shoes on. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, the Pacers... Uh, are your favorite team, Josh, and they are also in this bubble. But we recently got some news that Victor Oladipo is opting out. He's going to sit out to continue his rehab. Uh, We actually talked about him last week as well, saying that this could be really good for him, Um, you know, having some more time to rehab. He kind of had a shaky start as he returned from his injury, but he's opting out to continue with rehab, and I saw that he still will be going to Orlando to be with the team and rehabbing there, but he's just not going to play. So what do you think of all of that, Josh? Well... It's been a little rough for Pacers fans because if you remember, Brogdon actually tested positive for coronavirus a little while back. So it's been a journey for Pacers fans. But, you know, the optimist in me says that Oladipo wasn't playing the greatest when he got back. And we were at this point in the season largely without him. So I think it keeps us in a good spot. I mean, I don't think the Pacers are going to be winning and the finals or anything, but this team was doing well on their own led by Sabonis. So that's right. goes Ags. So I think, I think we're in a good spot. I hope we can beat the heat. Uh, I'd be happy with that. Cause I don't think we'll get past Boston or Milwaukee or Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we kind of did this with you earlier on before we kind of knew what the format was going to look like, where we did some predictions based on a model that, um, you know, I don't really even like saying this guy's name. He's, he's got a pretty popular podcast and he used to own a a network. You all know who I'm talking about. Um, but he came up with this model and we'll just call it the BS model. And uh, we, we kind of predicted that. And, yeah, we, we talked about these things a bit. Um, and, yeah, it's actually it's going to be interesting because the Suns do play the Pacers in the <laughs> the anything but regular season. Ha, ha, ha. But, no, on August 6th, uh, the Suns actually play the Pacers. So um, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. Um, I also think it's interesting that you talk about Brogdon testing positive because we know that I think it's two or three Suns players also tested positive and we still don't know who they are. Uh, The team hasn't released Mm. anything other than that players did. They didn't say which ones. And I was actually talking with a friend of the show at comic evangelist on Twitter. Uh, We were talking about how, it's probably better off that they test positive now and not like two weeks from now because they can get over and hopefully they're asymptomatic and okay and everything. But 
you know, if guys are going to be testing positive, it's probably better to do it a couple weeks out rather than right as things are starting. But I mean, we know that guys are going to test positive probably the day that everything starts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. How do you think that's going to affect all of this? I don't know, because I think it was just Landry Shamit who just found out he was we just found out he was he tested positive. And I think most of the teams are starting to travel to Orlando. I think a couple are already there. I think Toronto's already there, right? Yeah, I think they had to get there early because of coming from Canada and everything. Oh, the like quarantine. That. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. I mean, people are going to test positive, and it does feel weird to say it, but, you know, it does. It probably is better if they do it now, if it happens to them now rather than in two weeks. Because, I mean, no matter what the reason is, you want all the teams to be at full strength. You don't want them having to forfeit games or something because everyone <laughs> caught it. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I mean, think about this too. I've, I've seen a few people saying like, you know, the longer that this goes on, the closer we get to the season actually restarting, the worse and worse of an idea this sounds like. Mm-hmm. I've seen just a lot of people on Twitter kind of questioning maybe Adam Silver a little bit and Adam Silver kind of responded saying, you know, we have to learn how to live with this and we can't just stop entirely. We've got to, you know, just adjust until things are, you know, cleared up with this, which at some point they will be, I don't know when that will be, but at some point Mm -hmm. they will be, but I don't know. What do you think of like the commissioner's response saying like, we can't just stop entirely. We've got to learn to live with this. Um, you know, I, I agree with it to an extent. I have people in my life that have been on both sides, you know, that are ready for stuff to open and some don't want to open it yet. And whenever I think of that, I just kind of want to say, like, well, you know, you're both right. That's the problem. Right, right. Yes. I'm with and, you on that. You know, if they want to play, they're going to play. I mean, I think it was baseball. You see the stories about there was just one the other day about how all these players were playing scrimmages together and uh, still playing. So it, it's going to happen. You know, why not provide some entertainment for it during these times? Right. And, you know, add another layer of safety because these guys, you're right. These guys are going to play. We've talked about this many times. These are 20, 21, 22 year old guys mm-hmm. who are in the best shape of their lives and they want to play, you know? So by providing this structure and everything like that, it probably is a little bit safer. I hadn't really thought of it that way. And it's like for better or for worse, I think this plan that the NBA has in place is probably the, the, the best they can do, you know? Mm And I, I know I saw something that uh, Dr. Fauci had said about, like, pro sports and just saying, like, you know, until we have a vaccine and we have this more figured out, what basketball is doing is basically what pro sports are going to look like. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess that was a little bit encouraging that maybe we're on the right track. And I know baseball is doing a similar thing. And uh, in Europe the uh, EPL came back and they're doing like, it's a little less of a bubble because, you know, Europe has a 
much better handle on this than we do, mm-hmm. but um, they are playing and they're testing very frequently and they've got the protocol in place. So it seems to me like we're just making the best of the current situation. Yeah. I think hockey too, they they're planning yeah. to do two cities, but they're, I'm not sure if it's going to be as inclusive as the bubble city, but I know they want to have the East Coast teams in one city and the West Coast in another. I don't know if they're going to be as like sequestered off. I highly doubt it because there's not a something like a Disney World in just these cities. But mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see what the positive cases are, percentages compared to hockey, where they're probably not going to be, they're going to be able to go out and do stuff more probably than basketball. Yeah, that is interesting. And I actually saw something along those lines about how hockey is going to choose two Canadian cities because it's a lot yeah. safer in Canada right now. Um, <laughs> the two cities I saw were Toronto and Montreal. And I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> that does not count as East and West Coast. But, yeah. um, you know, I think that's going to be an interesting comparison too. And I'm happy that hockey is going to be back too. I think that will be nice. And yeah, it will be an interesting comparison. Um, And then along those lines too, we've heard news this past week that the other eight teams who are not included in the 22 team bubble in Orlando are trying to get their own uh, bubble started in Chicago. And I don't think that the games that they are trying to play would have any like real implications. They'd look at it more as like a summer league type of deal, maybe play a little tournament, maybe workshop some stuff for like a in-season tournament. But they're trying to get something together so that they can continue playing as well. So what do you think of that? You know, I'm all for that. If it's probably if something like this weren't didn't happen then these eight teams would you know they'd probably be pretty bugged about it that i mean even though they're the eight worst teams and they may be trying to tank that doesn't mean the players aren't you know the players want to be able to have that real game experience and something that they wouldn't get if they didn't have this so go for it that's what I. yeah yeah no and i think so too i mean if we're going to have 22 teams in Orlando where, you know, Florida, along with Arizona, is like one of the hot spots right now. Like, if mm-hmm. that's going to work, then why can't we have eight teams in Chicago? Right. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I think it'll be okay. But, I mean, let's just talk kind of generally here. When we're looking at this bubble in Orlando, like, how do you think this is going to go? Do you have any bold predictions or ideas for how this is going to shake out? Um, well, you want to be positive about it. And the NBA seems to have a pretty good grasp on all this with they're in Disney World, the players aren't allowed to leave. But my question is about the workers. There's going to be Disney workers who are coming in they're not going to be living on the campus and such Mm -hmm. so that's what i think they need to worry about um i don't yeah i mean people want sports back i think this is a good way to bring them back especially in the u.s where things aren't going as well here as they are in other places but um i don't know i 
my big question is what if one team in the playoffs all of a sudden has five or six or seven positive tests like do they postpone do they just cancel it like what's going to happen when if something like that happens yeah that's a good question and i mean let's let's just pick the clippers for example i know charlie and i have been using the clippers as an example so really good team has a chance to win it all this year let's Mm -hmm. say Kawhi leonard your former boy josh paul george (laughs) And Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell, let's say those four guys all test positive in the finals. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You know, do you say, yeah. well, you guys got to sit out and the the Bucks are just going to win, basically. Right. I mean, do you do that? Or do you say, now we're going to postpone the finals for two weeks and drag this out even longer? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think anyone really has an answer to that, but I don't know. What do you think? What do they do in that situation? I would guess that that at this, if they were, if this was happening in the finals, I feel like they would just postpone at that point. They'd want to finish it out, but I, I don't, I haven't seen anything on the NBA about having uh, kind of like reserve players. Like I know hockey and baseball, they're, adding more players to the roster in case stuff like this happens. But mm. I don't know if you like that would just put another asterisk on <laughs> this already asterisk right. of a finals. If something like that were to happen. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. And yeah, I, I, I saw something earlier this week that I thought was kind of interesting along the lines of, you know, how do you view this? Do you put an asterisk on it? And some people were saying like, yeah, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to count. But I saw a couple interesting perspectives on this where people were saying, yeah, there should be an asterisk. But this this season, whoever wins should get more credit than a typical season because these players are having to fight through more than ever before, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like looking at whoever wins this season is like even more of a champion than just a regular one you know yeah i could see especially if they had teammates that are opting out you know they have to put Mm -hmm. in they would have to be putting in more effort to win these games right yeah i mean i definitely think that that's an interesting way of looking at it but speaking of winning games who do you think is going to win it all do you have a prediction on that um you know i hate to say it and i think you're gonna hate me too yeah but I think the Lakers are going to end up winning this. Yeah, you know, I could see that. I've kind of been thinking about that, too. I I think this whole thing is actually, it plays into LeBron's favor yeah, a lot. That, mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron, now no one has been through anything like this, clearly. But LeBron, if anyone's going to adapt to this, it's going to be LeBron, you know? Right. He's got a lot of experience. He is in the best shape of his life, probably. His workout routine is amazing. I saw yeah. something on like Instagram about like how his workout routine looks and like how he keeps his body in check. I'm like, holy cow. Um, yeah, that guy's gonna play till he's like 45, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just 
I think this all plays very well into his favor. And you know what's interesting too is they just signed J.R. Smith because Avery Bradley opted out. Right. I mean, we all know what happened the last time J.R. Smith and LeBron were in the finals together. We do. Were you surprised by this at all? You know, I'm actually surprised it took him so long to come back. Because, I mean, he he's kind of an airhead sometimes. He makes some mistakes, but... Like, when the Cavs won the finals, he was a big part of that. And yeah. sure, that was, what, four years ago now? But right. what do you think he's been doing during his off time? He's probably just been <laughs> shooting threes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good player, actually. And, you know, I, I watched him on uh, this new show on CBS called Game On, which... Uh, Ian Carmel from All Fantasy Everything is also on, a show that we reference a lot on here. Um, if anyone's been watching Game On, they they know, but um, J.R. Smith was one of, like, the celebrity guests on that show. And okay. he, like, I don't know, he's not, like, dumb or anything. And I didn't think he was dumb, but... Like, he presents himself pretty well. I guess, like, the perception that I feel like the NBA you know, fandom presents of him is that he's like this goofy guy who is clumsy and makes all these mistakes. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I just think mm -hmm. like if, if I were on an NBA basketball court with tens of thousands of fans, like analyzing everything I do and watching me, like, yeah, I'd probably do some dumb stuff too, <laughs> right. you know? So J.R. Smith is a good player, like great three point shooter. This could bode well for them yeah and especially i mean good for him man finding getting on the lakers you know it's one thing finding a spot like just being able to play during all this but he he just signs on to probably the perennial favorites weeks before this starts that's yeah. impressive that worked out pretty well for him yeah. i suppose <laughs> okay so if you're saying the Lakers are going to win it all, who are they going to beat in the finals? Hmm. You know, everyone's going to say the Bucks, but I'm going to zag. I'm going to say, I think Toronto makes it back. I, mm -hmm. I bet Giannis can't carry them all by himself again mm -hmm. to the finals. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is another case of the situation bodes well for the Raptors, you know? Yeah. They've, again, they haven't been through this, but they've been to the finals before. They won it last year. They surprised a lot of people with how good they were this year. And as far as I know, they don't have any big names sitting out or anything. Right. So this could bode really well for them. Now, the Bucks are really good still. Yeah. And I personally think the Bucks will probably go to the finals. I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll get there. Mm -hmm. uh, just because Giannis is so good and they have a pretty solid team. Um, but, I mean, this this does bode really well for the, the Raptors. Hmm. So Raptors-Lakers, from your perspective, how many games yeah. does that go? I think the Lakers win in five. Yeah. Oh, well, let's just hope that that doesn't actually happen. <laughs> that That's why be... we said it. We put it yeah. out there, so now it won't happen. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so let's talk about the Suns. Let's bring it back to the Suns here. 
Right. How are the Suns going to do? Now that we know what the schedule is going to look like and everything like that, Charlie and I predicted that maybe best case scenario, we win three of our eight games. <laughs> do you think maybe that's a little pessimistic or how, how do you think the Suns are going to fare through all of this? Well, is, is Aiton going to be, he was hurt towards the end of the yeah the regular season, right? Yes, so he so, will be playing. Yeah, okay. he's back. And there was actually a really great video. Uh, he was interviewed on um, one of those ESPN shows, I believe. Uh, just breaking down some of his defensive rotations and um, talking about like defensive film watching and how what he's learned over his time in the NBA so far. That was really good. He actually has come a long way. So, yeah, DeAndre Ayton should be fully good to go. Yeah, I think that would definitely help. That's kind of the blessing on this for teams that were getting kind of gimped at the end of the regular season. They got four more months to heal, and another reason why I think the Lakers are going to win. Anthony Davis said he had all these small, nagging injuries that that he doesn't have anymore because he's had four months to rest him. Right. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. And that actually reminds me, uh, I should mention this. The Suns have signed Cameron Payne to uh, a deal. And Charlie and I were a little bit confused about this because we already have a surplus of point guards that are not that great. (laughs) So we were like, why are we doing this? And then we kind of realized, okay, Monty Williams coached campaign in Oklahoma City. So there's that connection. Uh, He put up good numbers in the G League. Maybe this is just a way of saying like, hey, all four of our backup point guards, we don't trust any of you, so we're bringing someone else in. Maybe this is a case of we want someone else in case of, you know, someone getting injured or testing positive for the virus. Um, Or... This is a little bit of a conspiracy thought here, but I thought crossed my mind and I hope this is not true. This there's no true basis behind this, just a thought. So I don't want to see people on Twitter going, Oh my gosh, this guy said no, no, this is, this is just a thought. What if we're going to hear from one of our bigger name guards that they're deciding to opt out? Like, what if we're hearing, like, a Ricky Rubio is going to sit out and we need to have another point guard or something like that? That's kind of a thought I had. As far as we know, everyone aside from Kelly Oubre is good to go for this. But that was just kind of a thought that crossed my mind. Yeah, that's that wouldn't be the craziest thought. That they're just being proactive. Mm-hmm. And maybe there isn't – maybe someone – Right, doesn't even, they haven't indicated it, but you have someone in case this happens. Right, right. And this is exactly why I want to know who tested positive. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And, like, we just don't have any information on that. What's the extent? Are they asymptomatic? Or are they actually, like, feeling the symptoms? Like, I want to know, because I've heard Rudy Gobert said this past week that he's still, like regaining his sense of taste and smell like he was affected Mm. by this so just because these guys are young and healthy and in the best shape of you know any person on earth 
you know, it doesn't mean they're completely spared from this. Now, are they going to die? Probably not, but they can still be affected by it. So I, I don't, I just would like to have some more of the details on this, but we're probably not going to get that. Oh, you know, now that's a, now I've got a conspiracy theory for this. Oh boy, here we go. Because at least in baseball, how it's working is the teams announce who tested positive or announce players tested positive, then the players waive the right to, for their names to come out there. Right. So if that's the same in basketball, maybe they're not because it is one of the more higher profile players on the Suns. Yeah, I know. That's a thought that I have had as well. Not to put any fear in your hearts. but Right. No, I mean, I... I am excited for the day that we get the announcement that, oh, we did our next round of tests and no Suns players tested positive. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. And like I said, probably better now than in two weeks. So, you know, we just have to continue taking this a day at a time. And at this point, I mean, this episode will come out July 6th. So we're, you know, about three weeks away from from basketball again. And I think that's a positive. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our non-sports section of the show today. And our question for today is if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? That's a good question. (laughs) All right. So I have two answers. Okay. I have my meme answer first, of course. Oh my gosh. Okay, Harambe. <laughs> no. <laughs> he died. <laughs> yeah, he did. RIP. I I think the best one would be a golden retriever in a upper middle class family's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's the meme because you get to do nothing, you get loved, you get praised, and yeah, you act like you're tough. You think you're a tough hunter, but mm-hmm. you're not. All you, all that needs to be done to you to keep you happy is have your belly rubbed. But serious answer, I'd probably be a shark. A shark, okay. Yeah, kind of like the ocean, you know. Yeah, kind get to explore stuff. the depths. Yeah. Yeah. Scare people. <laughs> I can't see you scaring anyone, even as a That's shark. That's why I want to be a shark. <laughs> You'd be like the friendliest shark. You'd be like, remember that movie, Shark Tales? Yes. There were a lot of like big names in that movie. Like Will Smith, Angelina Jolie. That, that was uh, one of the, where they sing like Car Wash, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> who, there, there were like some big names in that movie. I think like, who is it? Like, Martin Scorsese? No, that can't be right. No, there like there's big names. Like I haven't watched that movie in years and years, but yeah, I could see you being like a a shark that like lives in an animated world and sings car wash. See, here's a good way to I want to be a shark, but I just end up being one of those ones that people pet at aquariums. Ah, okay. I could see that. I could definitely see that. But I can still pretend that I'm dangerous and terrifying yeah there you go okay i could see it um this is a tough one for me because my my intuition tells me to choose my favorite animal which is a penguin now there's pros and cons to this Mm -hmm. 
penguins can do some cool things. Uh, they can slide on their bellies on the ice. They can swim pretty far underwater. Uh, I feel like they live like a fairly peaceful life, but I I don't know how I would fare in like the blizzard weather that they have to deal with. And like, I know that because I I've seen March of the Penguins in theaters. I mm-hmm. know I've mentioned this on the show before, but I have, and. The males have to sit on the eggs after the females lay them, and they just kind of, like, stay in one spot while they're just, like, pelted with ice and wind. And I don't think that that is a life that I want. Lived in Phoenix for too long, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) So... Like, I want to say Penguin for the fun parts, but I feel like the majority of their lives are not that fun. So, I don't think I'm going to go that direction. I think I'm going to choose, like, a big falcon, because it'd be really cool to fly and just, like, see everything from above. And I feel like those falcons have pretty good lives. They don't have a ton of predators. Um, You know, finding food isn't super hard for them. Their lives are are pretty pretty set. They're pretty majestic creatures. And yeah, I think it'd just be cool to fly at like really high altitudes and okay. not have to worry about as much, you know? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So let us know on Twitter <laughs> at Sunny and PHX Pod what animal you would be <laughs> and why. <laughs> and uh yeah, that's about it for today. So Thanks for coming on again, Josh. I'm sure no we'll talk problem. again very soon. Probably. So, yeah, thank you all again. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunny and PHX Pod, and we will be back next week to continue to give these updates as we approach the season. Go Suns!